You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on into Yes, Chasing Points. Get excited for another episode coming at y'all. I am joined tonight by Thomas Tipple. FF, what's going on, Thomas? How you doing, man? I'm actually rested. They're uh, oversleeping for the start and sit show uh, this week. My body decided you can no longer function on two hours of sleep. You must go to bed. And so I'm here. I'm awake. Hey, sounds good to me. At least you're here, man. I know you didn't make it to the to the other show, but I'm glad that you got some sleep so you can make it to Chasing Points. We've got a killer week coming at y'all. And Jordan, who missed the last show two weeks ago, is back with us again this week. Jordan, yep. how you doing, man? Good to be back. I, I'm great. I'm great. I'm 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 living well. Um, well rested, well fed, and um, no uh, surprise Tridelt alumni dinners that I don't have a choice about <laughs> no, so now, prior, uh, prior to the show we were talking about your christmas shopping right and how you're doing all that today so are, are you too worn out for the christmas shopping are you going to be able to handle the conversations that we have coming at people here in the next few minutes always it's what i do rapid <laughs> fire let's do this teflon i love it i absolutely love it so this is chasing points what we're going to be doing is breaking down some of the matchups from today some of the fantasy outputs some of the surprising things and some of the not so surprising things. And I want to start it out with probably the biggest outlier. And I know when you sit there and you take projections, right? You should never have like hot takes on projections essentially, because you know, most of the time you're going to end up being wrong. And Tom Brady, for me, I had him projected at 48 uh, attempts this week. Now you think 48 attempts and you're like, damn, that's a lot. That's, that's a hell of a lot. That's way too many attempts for Tom Brady. But I believe in 70% of the matchups thus far going into week uh, week 12, he had a, what, 70% of them had over 40 passing attempts. Yep. He's at 46 in three of them, three of the 10 matchups going into this one. So, I mean, I, I didn't think that 48 was that outlandish. I mean, we have, you know, they combined for what was it, 129.3, I believe, plays run per game between Tampa Bay and the Colts. Uh, you know, the, the Colts team is, has a very good overall run defense. So I didn't see Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones being utilized as much in this offense. I thought it was going to be a pass-heavy game. And I actually – I'm in a guillotine league. And I'm still – I'm making the guillotine league. You know, we're getting close to it. And I decided to roll out both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and put, yes, Leonard Fournette on the bench. Leonard no, Fournette no. went off. <laughs> he smashed. You don't do that. And – Tom Brady only attempted, I believe, it was thirty-four passes in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, the, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I, I had Rob Gronkowski ranked very, very high in my rankings this week, and you know, he had a game himself. But mm -hmm. the real news was Leonard Fournette. I mean, he smashed this week. He had four touchdowns. He only had four touchdowns on the entire season, and he had mm -hmm. four touchdowns in this matchup. He had three on the ground, one through the air. Yeah. I mean, this was an impressive, impressive output by Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, is this something we're ever seeing playoff Lenny come back? I mean, 100 yards uh, rushing and, and 31 yards receiving. You're going to see come back throughout the one-off in an a outlier week for Leonard Fournette. He was the running back 12 in PPR. Like, I don't know why this is like, look, um, he wasn't like scoring the, the like Ronald Jones vultured him before, but the receptions, still money, seven, six, eight, three, two, six, four, three, three, four, five. He's catching the ball. He's their primary pass catcher, period, uh, out of the backfield. And as for his attempts, yeah, it was high. It wasn't a season high, but Buckner went down in this game. 
for a period of time and he came out. And once he went out of the game, they attacked the middle. Buckner came back, but he didn't look the same. And then the last touchdown for Fournette was just, it looked like the Colts didn't have it in him anymore. Uh, the end of the game, he ran it in, which is great, but they got short field most of the game. You know, right? They had the one turnover was at the very end, the Hail Mary at the end of the game. So get that out of yeah. there. <clears throat> but multiple picks, a fumble, there was muff punts. Right, there was short field all over the place, so Fournette was able to do it. And at five point eight a clip, almost six a clip, you're gonna see this yes. from like their schedule: mm-hmm. Atlanta, Buffalo, New Orleans, Carolina, and then oh my god, the Jets. Um, he he's gonna be an RB one moving forward rest of the season. I don't think this was an the, any time yeah. a running back scores four touchdowns is probably an outlier, right? What so is course, in saying that he's an outlier, but this is this is kind of his usage is what I expected. So of that, let's let's take a look at the schedule there. And we are looking at also one cold weather game too at Jets in January. It's they got Buffalo at home, uh Atlanta's a dome, home in New Orleans in a dome, at Carolina on Christmas day after Christmas, and then they get Carolina at home again. So that's where Leonard Fournette has been banged up in the past, typically, when it gets starts getting cold, and that's why we came up with playoff Lenny last year. It'd be really interesting to see if he can sustain this. And to your point about the receptions, his, his catch rate is, is crushing. Um, he's looking like Deandre Swift's father uh, in many ways <laughs> as, as that dude, you know, that we knew coming out of LSU. So good for him, but you're absolutely like he right. He's just crushing. He was an obvious ad, right? He was one of the most glaring, obvious trade targets, like contending teams trading a 22 one for him. Should have been no question. Uh, yep. A player we're going to talk about in a bit, I think, if Chase lets us, is, is Elijah Mitchell. I traded Mitchell in a second for Fournette. And obviously, it's Mitchell still did well. Sure. Right? But it, it's kind of like a wash at this point. Damn. But, yeah, no. Fournette. Yeah, Fournette it's, dope, 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 dope. Yep. No, I like that. And let's go ahead. Let's Let's segment into Elijah Mitchell, who's playing right now. And, I mean, he's having a hell of a game himself. I believe he has a touchdown. He has at least 130 rushing yards, 20, I believe. 27 for 133 and one. Five receptions on six targets for 35 yards. That's what you want to see. Yeah, I mean, you want to know why he has five receptions, right? Like, it's because the Minnesota Vikings are 25th overall in the dump-off containment efficiency score, the DOS score. You guys mm-hmm. can find it over there at fantasyintervention.com slash D-O-C-E. You know, it, it tells you when you can play pass catching running backs. And Minnesota is sitting over there. They have they played thirteen, uh, or they played fourteen pass catching running backs that have qualified. However, it only counted for a thirteen point oh score, which means that the pass catching running backs they played have not been very good. Uh, and they're still allowing what nine point five fantasy points per game to the pass catching running backs as a whole. I mean. This was something as to where, like, you could see any team that's going to face Minnesota that has mm-hmm. a pass catching back. You can play pass catching backs up against them and feel great. Or if your running back might not be a pass catcher, they will perform in the receiving game overall. So I like this uh, situation. I mean, Elijah Mitchell being utilized in this role, but I don't know if this is something that we can project going forward that he's going to be utilized in, which is, you know, ca- catching passes out of the backfield. Sure. Well, I believe two of these receptions were not out of the backfield. I know for sure one of them, he was at wide receiver. They played him out at wide receiver. I know one of them was a screen. I think believe one of them was a Texas. Most of these are sit-out routes. So these aren't just like swing passes or things like that. These are legitimate yeah. routes for running back. So I think it's – people said well, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's healthy right now, and he has uh, three plays with the ball. One reception, two carries for five yards. Usechek has two receptions for thirty-seven, but they're always going to throw a ball or two to Usechek. It's it's Mitchell's backfield. Yeah, I think like I think this is his. Even I think he's earning the the passing down work. I think Love a couple of receptions is it was in his range of outcomes. Now projecting mm. five, I think that's a little nuts. But Debo's hurt. He went out. He's got a groin injury. It's. He looked fine you know, on the sidelines. Like he's not coming back in this game, but he was chilling on the sidelines, hanging out with his buddy, mm-hmm. smiling, having a good time. I think this is more of a game type situation. That's what bothers me. Like yep. it's a close game, 
right? Very close game still. It was I think it was only one score when he went out mm-hmm. and yeah, stayed one score. Points. And he and he he was ruled out immediately. So it's something to watch, right? Especially on a player who's been hurt before. So if Debo's yeah. out now too, Mitchell's workloads is going to increase. So I like that take. I mean, Jordan, see- do you have anything else to add to this Elijah Mitchell? No, I mean he's clearly the lead candidate, but uh just you know, do your homework because Kyle Shanahan, if you can predict what he's going to do, then, you know, you're a better man than me. I just kind of avoid his situations unless there's a bell cow. If you get Elijah Mitchell, go for it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Elijah Mitchell in games where he's played uh, mm-hmm. more than 60%, outside of one, he's he's been the primary ball carrier. There's the Arizona game, which okay. I can't remember. There was that game, which was rough. That was the Trey Lance game. <laughs> Uh, got week one, That's 19 right. carries week two, 17 carries led the, these led the team mm-hmm. 18, 18, eight in the next Arizona game, but had five receptions, 27 carries didn't play the Jacksonville game. And then 27 carries again today. This isn't a committee. This okay. is Elijah Mitchell's going to get the ball 20 times. He's going to touch the ball 20 times a game. Sermon was carted off the field on a special teams play. So any hopes of that being a thing is out the window. Uh, again, Wilson active three touches. Use check two touches. This is this is uh, Mitchell's backfield. All right, I don't think so it's even close. Let's hop on to another player real quick. And Jordan, I'm gonna go to you first on this next one because you know I have like I have like my category for like players, NFL players, mm-hmm. right? Where I love them and then I hate them. I have like DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, those guys I love. Like those are the players that I've had since day one. Yeah. And then I have like you know. The uh, the Michael Pittman's who I like really like Marquise Brown is another one who I like really like but I'm not really into you know like I I don't need them on my team but I really want them on my team yep. and then I have like the the players like Aaron Jones where I'm cool with having them but I don't really care if they're on my roster or not like you know it's yeah. it's whatever if I if not they fall haves. to me yeah 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 if they fall to me you know in like the the draft like if their ADPs fall and and I I decide oh man like I I can grab this guy at this round I'm taking them got it and then I have players like Joe Mixon. Right. And Joe Mixer players that I don't really like, you know, but but if they fall like a full round or two, I'm hopping on them. And then we have, you know, like the Jalen Ragers and the Dave Montgomery's who I, you know, don't want anything to do with. Zero. So I, I can't stand them. I they make me sick to look at. They could fall five rounds and I still would not draft them. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe Mixon, right? He's kind of changing my mind a little bit. He's, you know, he's getting the he's getting a little bit warmer. He's getting more towards the Aaron Jones tier of he players. Really Today, like he he smashed it today, like he crushed. He was the second leading uh, running back, I believe, on the week. 165 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, he saw four receptions and four targets for negative two yards, which I don't know how you get four receptions for negative two yards, but he did it. Um, you um, know, it, one of that that he lost three yards on a play where uh, the ball was being bobbled by a defender. It was actually about to get picked off. Yeah, and he and grabbed. He came it. out of um, nowhere. Grabbed it and lost three yards, but still catching the other but balls. That's three yards. yards like <laughs> that means that he still had to lose yards on probably at least two other ones. Uh, either way, that was a great play by him. By the way, he kept the interception out of the defender's hands. That was insane. Was I, I've never seen a play like that before. Um, although should have just hit it out, you know, instead of trying to catch it. But either way, regardless, uh, he made a great play, and and you know, thus far on the week, 165 yards, two touchdowns. He hasn't really been you know utilized in the receiving game as much as we would like to see. But obviously seeing four targets and getting all four of them, you know, that's indicative of what could end up happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last week had a great game without the receiving work as well. So moving forward, Joe Mixon. Is he somebody that is a must start every single week, regardless of the matchup? Obviously up against the Steelers, great defense. He still performed. Or is this something as to where like, hey, maybe if Cincinnati isn't winning, they don't utilize Joe Mixon as much. And it could take away from you know his potential workload, or is he regardless like hands down must start every single week, lock him in, you know, winning you championships. What do you got, Jordan? Yeah, I mean this year, yes, yeah, uh, he can be frustrating in a sense of when they need to come back, but they've been in a couple, they've been in overtime games, but he's been getting the work. And one of the best teams that I have out there, he's my RB two, and it's just stealing at that point. So. Like he's one of those guys that to your point, a lot of people kind of like, I'm done with this guy, but he is paying off. So I'm ride or die with Joe Mixon um, on the fantasy level. 
only. Thomas? 20, 25 years old, big contract in a top offense, averaging 19.6 points per game. If you're sitting him on the bench because of any matchup, I want to know what running back is still alive that you're playing over him. He's unreal. And just look at the last couple of games, right? This isn't this isn't just yeah. like an out-of-nowhere thing. They're winning when they give him the rock as much as they are, right? 32.3 points, 24.3 points, 28 points, 25.1 26.3. He had a 12 in there against Baltimore. That game was weird. Yep. That game was out of hand. That game was out of hand early, but Mixon's a smash, right? And yep. it's not just for this year. You want him next year, and you probably want him the year yep. after. I remember talking about this on the Friday. We did the Full Tail Dynasty podcast. We had uh, we had Drew from Bulletproof Discord, uh, and we were talking about how this this era of superstar running back could change how we view running backs at the AJ Pecks. Mixon isn't just like falling off, losing his athleticism at 25. And that offense is getting better. He's a buy candidate, not yes. a sell candidate in Dynasty. He's only 25 and he's already got the bag. Go and get yep. him. That offense isn't just going to magically be bad. Zach Taylor might be bad, but right now that team's making him look really good. Well, let's go ahead and hop onto the other side of this game. I want one more running back that I want to talk about, and that's Najee Harris. Najee Harris has been carrying, you know, fantasy teams. Uh, however, you know, over the this week at least, and then what last week I believe uh, he's still relevant last week, but he hasn't been mm-hmm. you know what we saw the superstar that we saw at least in the first few weeks of the season. I mean, he was hitting twenty points every single game, and over the past four games, he's hit less than twenty points. Although he has been serviceable in three of the last four, this past one he only saw eight touches up against the Bengals, eight or I'm sorry, eight carries up against the Bengals. And then saw five targets, only got three receptions up against a team that's normally subpar up against pass catching running backs in the Bengals. Uh, is Najee Harris somebody that you need to keep an eye on and be a little bit more cautious with moving forward, or is this just a you know a, a blip like you know on the radar where it's like oh it's, it's no big deal it's just a it's just a I don't know just a little temporary I guess sidetrack to where we're we're getting our way towards the fantasy championship, just a side road where he he veered off to, or do we need to keep an eye on it? Well, Najee Harris's whole thing was needed volume. Like as a player, I don't think Harris offered you anything particularly special. He can catch the ball. He runs all right. He doesn't create the way that you hope for a superstar. He's basically Pittsburgh's new James Connor with the way the offense works. And he needs volume on an offense that's not the best. It's not a great offense. Big Ben limits them. And today, couldn't even really hit him in the flat. So you're obviously playing him every week, but you got to realize that this offense is just bad. So unless he gets those massive receptions and those two-minute drills or in scores, you're probably looking at, yeah, 15 to 17 points per game, which that's not even bad. But no, the, super, the superstar top five games have got to come when he gets like massive receiving work. So we're not yeah, going to regress and one. hit that, that rookie wall. So typically with running backs, right? And I'm not saying this happens with every single running back. But we've seen, you know, historically, running backs tend to wear down towards the end of the season as rookies because they go through their season, right? They have their, their mm-hmm. seasonal stuff. Then they go in and they got to work out for the combine. They got to go to all these meetings. They have their pro days that they got to work on. Like they have stuff they have to do and then they have to learn the playbook and they have to get in shape for, you know, for the rookie training camps. And then they have the regular training camps. And all of a sudden you're talking about a, a rookie running back is literally working year round when everybody else gets a break, you know, at least at the NFL level for a couple months. He's constantly been working and pushing. So are you guys worried at all? And I'm going to start out with Jordan on this one. Are you guys worried at all that he could be hitting kind of like a wall, a rookie wall essentially, to where like he might not be, uh, you know, progressing, he might be regressing, you know, in terms of value well, and production moving forward? No. Um, I, I think that wall that they're literally and figuratively putting him behind is the carcass of Ben Roethlisberger at this point. <laughs> like, and the offensive line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the team's like on the fringe of competing because of the expanded playoffs. He is going to hit a rookie wall, um, you know, just adjusting to the duration of the season. Everybody's going to have an interesting wall this year with a longer season. Call it what you will, one game. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm not concerned about his value. Like, he's somebody that if I had, you know, a mix-in type 
player or somebody, no, that's the wrong example, but I'd be a buyer on Najee Harris if somebody didn't think they were going to get the juice out of him uh, going down the stretch here um, for next year. That's somebody I'd invest on, but I'm not concerned about him. He has Baltimore, Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City. He's going to be fine for you the rest of the playoffs. Just fine. And you're not trade and you're not trading him away. The only problem Najee Harris hitting a wall is the team that he's on is probably going to hit a wall. And, and that again, division is just impossible right now. Right, but it's it's also you're going to give any running back damn near 30 touches yeah. a game for an entire season, right? He was already a workhorse at Bama. Right, and he's not the super athlete. Uh, things are gonna happen, and games like today are gonna happen. He's been the most consistent running back, so there's that. I, I he's only had two games now where he hasn't hit 10 PPR. There's only two games where he hasn't hit 15 PPR points. It's outstanding. I'm not panicked about him, but you know, history isn't kind to of this sort of thing. Don't don't overreact on Najee Harris today. Sure. All right, so let's move on to the quarterback uh, situation because the quarterback situation this week was ugly. I mean, we're talking about two weeks see, in a row. Yeah, two weeks it, in it, a row. It's been bleak. It, it wasn't good. I mean, we have what maybe five or six quarterbacks that were actually worth playing this week that, that hit that twenty point uh, fantasy threshold, and playing, obviously, yeah. you know, we want to see that twenty point threshold. Normally, like at least earlier on in the season, we were seeing 12, 15, 18 quarterbacks hitting that, and as of late, mm-hmm. it has not been you know the same situation. So. As we move closer to the fantasy playoffs, are we looking to acquire somebody that's going to do it, or does this mean that it's going to be easier, uh, you know, to stream quarterbacks moving forward versus trying to hold on to one? Interesting. Uh, I mean, I actually just I, I dumped Russell Wilson for Carson Wentz um, this week in in my home dynasty league, and that paid off. But I'm not worried about it. I think Lamar is going to put up. 20 tonight. Um, forget off the top who plays tomorrow night. I'm just drawing a blank. Um, Washington. Okay. We can probably avoid that one. Seattle. Uh, the guy you dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I think Russell will get there tomorrow. Uh, it is It is interesting. I mean, if it's Superflex, obviously go and get a streamer for that second QB if you need it. But um, don't be too locked in either if you need it. The production from somewhere else, no matter where it's going to come from. Like, Dumping Russell Wilson for once, which I should have done weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Carson once got there. He ended up having 21 fantasy points. He got those three touchdowns in, and none of them went to Michael Pittman. Yep. <laughs> and a cheap pick at the end. So, yeah. Um, should have been at the 25 threshold, maybe, in some. Yep. So, here's the thing with the quarterbacks, right? Is I know people say, like, uh, kicker shouldn't be in fantasy because you can't predict them. Well, you haven't really been able to predict a lot of quarterback output in fantasy this year either. Like it's been all over the place from Mike White's and Josh Johnson be putting up thirties when no one expected it. Dak and Mahomes can like putting up less than ten more mm-hmm. times and more times than you want them to. Um, I, I think that the Burrow's in there too. Yeah, Burrow, he's had some off games. He has 16-point. Lawrence has been bad, right? I just I think, I just Brady's think had a that it's, it's the more. state of quarterbacks right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's just mm-hmm. what it is. I think you just have to take it for what it is. There's just an odd stretch. There's nothing. I don't think there's a pattern to it. Even Tom Josh Brady Allen's quarterback, even Josh Allen's quarterback one week right now in four-point passing touchdowns was a weird week. I that think was Tom Brady's only thrown touchdown was to Leonard Fournette. So I don't think yep. he was in okay. that. Today was his low low game then. Um, But I I will bring up real quick Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence, I actually predicted that he would have 50 rushing yards and 250 passing yards. I felt short by, by, I think, 11 rushing yards and 22 passing yards. But, you know, they talked about it this past, uh, you know, week, and it became a big conversation with the coaches behind the scene, and there was a bunch of drama going on about how they wanted to use Trevor Lawrence more in the RPO. So – I guess uh, guess Urban Meyer didn't want to end up ruining Trevor Lawrence, you know, give him a chance to get hurt using the RPO more often. But earlier in the season, we saw him use it, and he was a lot more efficient. Now we're seeing him use it this week. not saying he was more efficient, but he did give you 17 fantasy points or 17-plus fantasy points. Uh, You know, is this something where Trevor Lawrence, we're starting to see enough from him in Dynasty 
to where we want to try to acquire him possibly at a low point because he like he's there, he's close, but he's not all the way there. Or are we just going to let him sit on somebody else's roster and hope that he drops even further? Well, I mean, he's uh-huh. one of the top prospects since he walked on the scene in Clemson. I don't know why we're just doing away with him. Like why that's even a conversation. Look at that entire franchise. If you thought he was going to walk in and be like, oh, it's Clemson again. <laughs> no. Uh, Urban Meyer is out there choosing to use Jamal Agnew and Tavon Austin instead of his his actual better players. Well, he can't now. Um, Agnew, sir. Agnew, uh, sir. Tavon Austin so. caught a touchdown pass. Tonight. Oh, I know. That was so, so terrible. Because so like, I joked about it earlier. I was like, I was like, watch. Tavon Austin's going to sit there and actually get a touchdown over LaVisca Chanel. I said exactly. it on the, this morning's show. And guess what happened? The, the line Tavon is bad. Tavon Austin's a player that makes you look up how old I am. The re- I know the receiving core is bad, right? The 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 running back room's not fantastic. Uh, ah, mm-hmm. James Robinson's gonna be an RB one again this year with Etienne out. Is he? Is he? Amazing what happens when you take an average athlete and take away their, uh, you know, volume. How that doesn't happen? But that whole team is being run miserably. Of course, you're going after Trevor Lawrence. He was like, again, he was quarterback. Jesus from his first year in Clemson. You're not just bailing on him now. He's looked looked troublesome though. Has only rushed uh, uh has not rushed for 40 yards in a game yet. That's 39, that's, 39 this week. I know, <laughs> but he hasn't hit it. So that's very concerning for me. Very concerning. Do you have anything I mean, else to add to that? I mean, I haven't seen it with Trevor Lawrence yet in the NFL. I haven't seen his pop moment. But then again, it's like, all right, okay. To your point, where are those extra points, fantasy points, is going to come from? And uh, until they get it on the roster, I'm not seeing it because they're not giving him the place to make up with it with his legs. The only place he's going to make up those fantasy points is with his legs by stealing a rushing touchdown. So um, do it him what you will. Get him in the offseason. I wouldn't touch him this year. All right, so let's right, move on to the, wide in the offseason, if you wait for the end, the, of the, like, year, end if, of the year, if you see, here's the thing, if. A lot of people's trade deadlines this week with everything uh, being pushed back for championship weekend. If you're going to go for them, go for them now. Like sure. if, if you wait for yeah, the, the offseason, they're going to draft somebody. They're going to sign someone. For the most part, teams that have him and are willing to trade him are teams that are good. Because a bad team's not trading away Lawrence for less than what they would have no. traded to get him. No. So right now, if if Lawrence is sitting on a good roster's bench, then you go and get him. I wouldn't wait because. Then it's a, oh, they might turn it around. Maybe Urban Meyer gets let go. Right now, all of a sudden, the the view of him yeah. changes and second year hope. So I think if you're going to go, go you're gonna be now, a wait to the offseason, it could be too late. All yeah. right. So we've seen, we've seen at the wide receiver position, you know, every single week thus far, outside of I think week nine, uh, we've seen multiple wide receivers get over 25 fantasy points. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's been explosions from Cooper Cup and Depot Samuel and, you know, so on and so forth. But this week, Not we only had Adrian one wide receiver. We only had one wide receiver hit over 25 fantasy points, unless you consider Cordell Patterson a wide receiver, which, you know, like Sleeper and, and whatnot have that designation for him. Uh, however, Jalen Waddle was the only one to do it this week. And honestly, like, it was a pretty quiet week overall. I'm looking through the stats right now. We had a few players hit 23 and 22, uh, you know, but for the majority of the wide receivers, there wasn't any kind of massive explosions outside of Waddle. So let's talk about Waddle real quick. You know, is this something that we should see moving forward where he is dynamic enough to make it happen and it just took to a, a little bit to, to, you know, manifest? Is this something as to where, like, hey, like Waddle always had it but might have not seen the right opportunities? I mean, the Carolina defense is a good defense. Like, this, they're great up against wide receivers. So moving forward, is Jalen Waddle a must-start every single week? Is he matchup dependent? I mean, because obviously, if he was matchup dependent, then you probably would have sat him this week. You know what's going on in your in your thought process with Jalen Waddle? Go ahead, Jordan. I mean, he's not my he's not my wide receiver one. So you know, with that out of the way, yeah, I think he's an every week start. Um, because who are you going to pull over him? I mean, you could maybe bump him out of wide receiver, but you're going to start him at flex most likely, unless you're in like an eight ten man league. But if you're in a 12 or 14 man league, yeah, you're starting him. I think every week going out. 
He's well. He's got the Giants. He's got the Bayern. He's got the Jets. New Orleans, who are struggling, and then Tennessee, mm-hmm. right for yeah. the rest of the year. I don't so, yeah, see yeah. why Jalen Waddle isn't getting the same respect as Smith, Bateman, Elijah Moore recently, which we saw how well that worked out today. When you know their actual mm-hmm. starter got into the game, right? And and the other other receiver, those other top receivers that were drafted, obviously Chase is in a league of his own, right? He's untouchable. But why can't we look at Waddle uh, like Bateman and, and yes, yes, he is, yes. Um, in this class, for sure. Just in general, like why? Why not Chase? Why are you looking at me like that? Because he's had a couple of off weeks. We'll, we'll get back to that. We'll hop on that that one next. Waddle. Waddle's a guy that should be put in because let's just mm-hmm. say for kicks, they don't bring Tua back and they do go and get Watson. Now you have Watson with Waddle and Tua hasn't even looked as bad as people thought he might. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. putting up 10, 11 targets, eight targets, 13 targets, 10 targets, six targets. They're right? building that chemistry like, back. You're not you're not getting that from a lot of other receivers, and it took one play for him to bust out. That's who he is. They're actually using Waddle the way you're supposed to use Jalen Waddle. Short game, let him let him pop off. Mm-hmm. He's not a deep ball go getter, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where the Raiders had messed up with Rugs before he did his I was thing. Just about to say that. Great point. Yeah, Great this point. is this is how you know they were used. But I, I think Waddle's a smash. It's not even like a mutt. Like he's a smash play. Yeah. I like that. And, you know, he's seen the targets, he's seen the looks. And, you know, for mm-hmm. me, it's not really match dependent. It's more like who's healthy, you know, on the Dolphins because they don't have any other receivers he's, right now. Yeah. He's hitting his ceiling. Top, what we five, all wanted. top five in receptions in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible. It's something over that you obviously want to have. And honestly, I feel like you missed the train. If you're going to try and get Waddle on your roster, you kind of miss the train after this. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, there's no way re- you're acquiring him. He's looking sure. Be predictive, not reactive, right? If you're afraid to miss on a player, right? It's like Tony, right? Yeah. So when Tony had his couple of games and everyone was ready to, to I was so wrong on the process. The guy's just an absolute baller because he had two games and people were reactive and they went and they paid up for him and it hasn't paid mm-hmm. off. You can do the same thing and be like, yeah, well, that didn't work out with Tony. But if you did the same thing with Waddle, then you're happy. You want to mm-hmm. be predictive, not reactive. If you miss once in a while, who cares? Yeah, yeah Kadarius Tony is still going to be a stud game. once he's healthy. Just a side rant. Just a side rant. Yeah, Kadarius Tony's going to be a stud when he plays. So let's go ahead and hop on to Jamar Chase, who once again did not pr- produce this week. Uh, left you, you know, wanting more. Uh, and this is now the what the third or fourth straight week of uh, under 50 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's seen the targets and stuff, but Joe Burrow's not accurate when targeting him, and he's also dealt with a lot of drops as well. Uh, you know, this is something as to where, like, teams are keen on, keen mm-hmm. in on Jamar Chase. I mean, we're seeing three receptions, three receptions, six receptions, three receptions over the past four games, over the past five games. He had four, and honestly, he was never seen an immense amount of volume in terms of receptions. He was seeing deep shot opportunities. He was seeing a lot of air yards, right? He was seeing a lot of, you know, unrealized area yards essentially and yeah. it was something that's where he was never really getting a ton of volume in terms of receptions now he was seeing targets and the targets were great the target premium was through the roof but is he somebody that you can rely on every single week because i mean we, we look there we, we sit back and we look at the matchups that he's had and the matchups that he's produced i mean the jets cleveland um you know minnesota like detroit these aren't great overall teams up against the wide receiver position, Green Bay. And now that he's starting to see a you know a few tougher matchups, we're not seeing the production. Well, I think he didn't have anyone drawing his coverage. And now T. Higgins is showing why T. Higgins was never a panic sell, and he yeah, was he definitely a buy. His T. Higgins is unreal. The game script yeah. is out of hand immediately. And Mix and if game. you're disappointed, yeah, if you're disappointed in Jamar Chase, and you don't think that he's all that in a bag of potato chips. Uh, I want to read off just one wide receiver's numbers before this week. And I just want you to take a guess on who it was. Uh, wide receiver 29, 27, 36, 16, 48, 7, 23, 18, 2, 17. Take a guess. Anyone? Hmm. Son Elijah Moore. Nope. Uh, 
Ooh, I don't know. Uh, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Damn it. Oh. So if if you're worried about Chase, you should be worried about Diggs. But no, because he's a rookie and he dealt with drops uh, because of a couple games where they handed the ball off to Mixon for a couple of weeks. I'm not worried about Chase. You play Chase in any game. He can pop off like bananas. Chase and Burrow combined for 24 PPR points today. You can so, pop off like bananas. Chill. Yeah. I know a guy who traded. Uh, Come on. You take I know a guy who sent off digs for Chase a couple of weeks ago. I know a guy. But you, Wait, that's what I mean, again? though. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. Say that again. Nothing. I'm just being sarcastic. I said I know a guy who traded away digs a couple of weeks ago for uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, see, there you go. Um, look, no, it, it's it's if you're worried about a, a really elite player week to week, fantasy football is going to put you in a grave early. You play your great players, and sometimes they score, and sometimes they lay an egg, and you're just trying to win in the aggregate. That's all you're doing. Yep. For for every time Chase doesn't do well, you get like some random wide receiver you never would have thought to have played, born sitting on your bench, and it's like, well, I suck at this. It's just how it works, man. No one bats a thousand. You play Chase every yeah. week. Well, let's talk about Bourne real quick. You know, Kendrick Bourne is somebody that to. if you uh, if you follow Trophy Smacks uh, content side, right? The Smack Zone, Daddy's Home, aka Mike Mike. Yeah, mm-hmm. he actually predicted that Kendrick Bourne would have a massive week. Uh, you know, he wrote about the guys that you must start. And if you guys actually go to trophysmack.com, if you're watching the show, hold on. If you're watching the show, ugh. You can actually see this title belt right here. This thing is legit. This is from Trophy Smack. Woo! This thing is heavy as hell. You got the ring, Thomas, right? And you can actually customize this. You can actually put who won. Like, you can have, like, the winning plates and everything here. It's totally customizable. But go to trophysmack.com. If you guys use promo code DHHRING for Trophy Smack, you'll get a free ring with the purchase of either a belt or a trophy. And actually, I'm getting a, a trophy for one of our leagues. And we're going to get the trophy that's uh, it has like the base to it. And then on top, you have like this, this bobblehead, right? And you could dress up like Batman, Superman. You could do nice. like an army dude. You could do like a doctor. And then you send in like a picture of your face and they make your face into that. So then every single time that you have somebody win, you get this like, you know, this platform, but then you can t- keep the, the bobblehead. It's really fucking cool. So nice. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And so you keep the bobblehead and you just, you know, you, you trade the trophy around with a different bobblehead every year. And the bobblehead's like, you know, 20, 30 bucks or something like that to replace it. I want to do that for our last place trophy. <laughs> That'd be cool. Dude, have like a, a girl in like a tutu or something. Now, but if you guys go to, to trophysmack.com, use DHH ring, you can get a free ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. Make sure the ring is in the cart when you go to purchase. That's the only way they can actually, you know, get discounted. But, anyways. Back to it, Mike Fiella over there at Trophy Smack. If you go to the Smack Zone on TrophySmack.com, Mike Fiella predicted that Kendrick Bourne would have a massive game, and he did. He had like 60 yards, over 60 yards. He had two touchdowns. I mean – The one play was sick. It was. When he stayed in bounds? Yeah. Yeah, it was 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 beautiful. It was a masterpiece. You know, is Kendrick Bourne somebody that is – somebody that you have to have in your roster moving forward, or is this going to be just, you know, the same thing that we've dealt with with the Patriots backfield for the past 10 years. Is this kind of like well, what we're dealing with, with the wide receivers now? You be careful, yeah. Chase, because you start talking about Stevenson like that and Twitter will come at you. Uh-huh. Oh God, don't get James me started on that guy. Oh my God. But has remarkable, had remarkable years. Uh, born. No, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. He, he's a great wide receiver, 31. There's, I mean, there's that's a rosterable wide receiver. There's 672,421 wide receiver, potential wide receiver threes in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I'd rather Wait, not. Many? Too many is the point. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just don't want to play him hoping he does this. Unless, again, you're going to have like mm-hmm. 12 guys on either IR or – by week so maybe you have to but i i need to have him on my i don't need to yeah. have him on my roster i i could i, mean, I could are, drop him next week and i'd be okay there are worse people to have on your roster but he's like, like it's, it's, it's like go ahead three points five points 21 uh yeah. just under 11 7 15 15 not bad 
five, six, 24, eight, and then 24. If he scores, happy. If not, whatever. Yeah, boom bust. I, I'm okay not having him. All right, let's hit one more. Can I more talk about Ramondre Stevenson for a second? Can I yeah. just – can I just <sighs> – Is this because you're on tw- or you're not on Twitter right now, so people can't yell at you? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I might I, – I might, I, I might manual, I'm going to manually clip this. Okay? Bang. That's so I can put it up. Uh, Stevenson's not a buy low. Stop it. I'm good. No, he's no, – his run was fantastic. They tried to t- uh, like they were shit. like trying to tackle Stevenson running on the field. One guy literally dapped him with his shoulder. Oh, he's fantastic at staying on his feet. They didn't try to tackle him. Thomas, and you do realize he, that we're primarily a podcast. Nobody could see you shoving your face into your mic well, over and over again. They tried <laughs> to tap him to the ground. Like <laughs> Harris is Every time you listen to the show on the podcast listen. version of this, and they're just going to hear like the mic ruffling around and be like, what, "Well, what that's the right sound. Now? That's that's the sound the Titans made trying to tax, tackle Stevenson. That's how soft <laughs> it was. The man had nine carries for forty six yards, most of them on that one run. He had four point six fantasy points because he had one target. Because Bolden's the pass catcher, he's not. He needs an injury and them not having a third down back. His oh, his big it. game, his big game was 20 carries. He had two touchdowns and he caught four balls. I'm happy for him. I'm old enough to remember how the Patriots use a backfield. If you're trading second round picks for him right now, I think that's irresponsible. All right, Completely let's go ahead and move on to one more wide receiver. Then we have the tight end position. Um, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson had himself a game on three targets. Mm-hmm. This feels like it's a normal thing. And I was never a Van Jefferson fan, but I'm coming around. I'm coming around because he's seen the opportunities downfield. And although Odell, Odell Beckham had the big one, you know, Van Jefferson Van still Jefferson's had a himself big. a week. Van Jefferson was bigger. He had 70. 76, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. He had three yeah, well, receptions for 93 yards and a score. Mm, and it was one of them was a 76-yard touchdown. Okay, yeah. so that he did have a big one as well. Sorry, I, I missed the actual play itself, mm-hmm. I guess. I just saw the yeah. three for 93. Nine targets and a bunch of drops to go with it, though. So, mm-hmm. Well, they were contested to an extent from the ones that I saw. But, I mean, I don't think they would count as drops. They were contested balls. Either way, is Van Jefferson somebody that, that you want on your rosters moving forward? Is he somebody that you might want to flex in from week to week, depending on how the matchup is, you know, when it's going to be competitive and you know Stafford's going to have to pass? Is Stafford's health? a concern for y'all because he did not look right this week. Well, as for like needing to play him seven, six, seven, seven, and then nine. So the targets are great. The problem is four. They're three, similar three, to Jamar three, chase three, 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 and three. Uh, if you ever compare Jamar chase to Van, I Jefferson feel like I'm again, looking at the I same quit. stat line. I'm looking at the same. Uh, they're the same player. They're, they're the, the same player. player. <laughs> Want to do a bet for the rest of the season? No. For quadruple hot wing. No, what? No, well, oh, hell no. We're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. One, one chip challenge. I don't bet, he, Thomas. He, he, well, not after <laughs> last time. Um, oh, hey, this would have been the week for you to win that, by the way. But, um, look, Van Jefferson's a fine player. And yeah, you, you can, I'd be more comfortable with Van Jefferson and Kendrick Bourne. I'll tell you that yeah. much. But I don't want to play mm-hmm. either of them. Correct. All right. Correct. So let's move on to the tight end position. Rob Gronkowski looked like his old self. But the leader for the tight end position, are you ready? Jack Doyle. Former uh, top oh, five Doyle tight rules. end points per game. Mm-hmm. Top five tight mm-hmm. end points per game 2016. Yeah. Shout, Shout out. out. Jack Doyle. Now, Jack Doyle is somebody who, uh, you know, he's, he's going to get looks throughout the game when he's healthy. But he needs volume in order to perform, at least from my point of view. Is he going to get the volume every single game? No. This week he took, what, six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, it wasn't pretty for any any of these tight ends, really. And it rarely is. But is Jack Doyle somebody that is worth picking up and playing or at least keeping on your roster to see what happens, you know, as the season progresses? I, mean, I did it because I literally had no one else. I did it because yeah. I had no one else. <laughs> Jordan, were you saying that? If you have nobody I else, said literally, play. if you have zero tight ends, See? so Thomas had zero tight ends, and he, yeah, he couldn't yeah. play. Him. Jordan, are, me and Jordan are the same people today. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, literally. I, I no, no. I, I've I've invested in that Colts back or tight end at times when in the Mo Alley Cox department, and uh, let me tell you, it's painful. Um, stay away if you're desperate. I mean, like if your tight end is like dead, to pick him up. But you know, like if your tight end is like you know conscious and on a roster and out there like moving around, I, I don't know. I mean. I think I'd keep what you got. Although I'll say this, I, I might be more comfortable playing him than Noah Fant moving forward. So there's that. No yeah. joke. No, Noah Fant is on his way out for me. Unreal. Yeah. He should have gone off this week. You know, it was a big disappointment that he did not. And he did have one, I believe, target that was vultured from him by the other yeah. tight end, who was right not Albert O, by the way. <laughs> The, the guy slid right in front of him to take it. You can just see Fant's whole body was just so sad. Like he, was, he wanted he to so high sad. five him, but at the same time he wanted to slap him in the head. It was wonderful. Uh, it's. I mean, I asked. I asked uh, some verified account this week uh, who I should start between my tight ends, and it was Gronkowski, Fryermuth, or Fant. And I just I, I didn't listen, so I started Gronk, and, and I came out on top. <laughs> that's great. It. Gronk's the guy that you need to play every week now. Yeah, Gronk smash, smash Gronk. Three, two, two and a half. Oh, yes, uh, five healthy games on the year. Eight, five, seven, eight, and ten. Yep. When he's healthy, he's, he's eight, dynamite. four, four, six, and seven for receptions, and then he has mm-hmm. the four touchdowns in the first two games. Like he is an animal when playing. Brady's going he's, to throw. He's the old man's uh, security blanket. He's his avocado, yep. uh, avocado toast. <laughs> oh my god his pistachio uh, ice cream yeah well let's talk about another tight end who might be on the way out for some uh Quickly, kyle pitts this game's about to kick off yep we're, we're about to end it this is the last guy kyle pitts uh kyle pitts is somebody who you know we we thought was was about to break out right he ended up having seven receptions for 163 yards had Nine receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. back in weeks five. And then they had a buy in the week seven. And then mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley announced that he was going to be taking some time away from football. Since then, Kyle Pitts, two receptions, 13 yards, three receptions, 62 yards, four receptions, 60 yards, three receptions, 29 yards, two receptions, 26 yards against Jacksonville. I mean, what's happening with Kyle Pitts? And should you be looking for other options to play? as they face off up against Tampa Bay, Carolina again, San Francisco. Uh, you know, Detroit is actually decent up against tight ends, believe it or not. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Buffalo. Like, this is not a fun schedule looking forward. Is Kyle Pitts almost like a must-sit at this point? You know, I'm not saying drop him, but is he a must-sit at this point moving forward? Teams have started to uh, double-team him. He has seen the most amount of double coverages of mm-hmm. any wide receiver or tight end in the NFL. I think I read somewhere yeah. that he saw 31% of uh, his snaps in double coverage over the past four or five weeks since Calvin Ridley, you know, announced he was stepping away. So yeah, there's not much you can do. What's up? Well, they need, there's they need literally anyone else. They need anyone else to do something like yeah. I'm playing Kyle Pitts anyway, because there's no right. tight end in the league that can take a four yard ball for 80 yards. No question. Right, so you're definitely playing one. Matt Ryan's been absolute booty cheeks. What are you looking at mm-hmm. me like that for? You said there's only one tight end, but you've got to name Hawkinson. What did you just say to me? <laughs> oh I just God. know you hate Hawkinson a ton, so I wanted it to bring Hawkinson into the argument. Remember when TJ Hawkinson was the absolute must be drafted, gonna usurp everyone else at the top of the tight end ranks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. He's tight end three in PPR. Gronk smash. He's, he's tight end three. How can you how can you say that he's he's not doing great as a tight end three? He's I'm a bust. Let's let's look at how he's tight end three if you want to. Eight receptions, eight receptions in the first two games. Then he had eight, six, ten. Fantastic. He has three touchdowns on an offense that's absolutely completely stagnant in one game where he wasn't even the dude. He's unathletic. So there's what? that. Yeah, he has an elite athlete score. All right, we're not getting into this right now because we got a game to get onto. Is there anybody else? Is there he's, anybody he's else that we need exciting. to talk about for this past week? Is there anybody else that you want to bring up 
as like a bonus play or something to look out for for tonight. I, I, I am so excited to see the Cleveland backfield healthy again, um, even though it is against my Ravens. Um, and then we also get the Lamar to Hollywood connection tonight where we talked about um, a scoring lull so far in wide receiver and quarterback. Those are two players who can blow the roof off of that. So I'm interested to see where we go um, and and how it's done. These two teams hit each other. Um, Lamar can do anything, but, you know, Baker's just bad enough to keep him in the game. So we'll see where it goes. Thomas? Sorry, I was just scoffing at TJ Hawkinson's speed score. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Baker continue to do Baker things and be an absolute dumpster fire in Superflex Dynasty formats. Yep. All right. That's what I'm looking forward to. I he's he's unusable in fantasy football. Unusable. All right. So on this note, let's go ahead and get out of here. First, I want to give a huge shout out, of course, to uh, fantasy points. Fantasy points is out there providing some of the best uh, statistical analysis and, uh, you know, items that, that no other websites offer. Like, I mean, you can find some of the best content over there and, and statistics to base your lineups off of. And if you use 21DHH10, once again, that's 21DHH10 at fantasypoints.com, you will actually receive a discount. So go check it out. Use fan or use promo code 21 DHH10 over there at fantasypoints.com. Thank you guys for listening once again. 